Hello, I'm drinking a tasty beer on the eve of Valentine's Day, and that can only mean one thing, it's the Natty Bros Podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. And I'm Anthony D'Angelo. Coming up on the pod, Outwit, are the Mariners the smartest team in baseball for locking up the King? Outlast, with a big win over the rivals, can Michigan State continue their momentum into March? And outplay, is LeBron James outplaying everyone in the NBA? Can he keep it up for how long? This is a big. You are you're, you're sitting across from me. Inside it, it, baseball, I'm sitting across. From yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. But spoil alert. Um, I, I don't. I, I I can't imagine how those of you at home or wherever you're listening to this imagine how we do this. You're probably right if you've guessed that there's no pants involved. <laughs> but we we do sit across from each other. Um, you're wearing your survivor bandana. It's actually called a buff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just did a, a buff thing. I don't know. Like, yeah, what you, 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 you like you like kind of Kaepernick, but like not really. Yeah, I, I Zachernick. Zachernick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a good open, Anthony. Yeah, good work. Well, well, thank you. Um, well, you know, before we before we get too far into it, our usual house business here. Um, if you're if you're new, visit us on our website nattybros.com. Follow us on Twitter at nattybros. You can also follow us on Vine uh, at nattybros. Subscribe to us on iTunes. It's the easiest way uh, to listen. It goes right into your device. You device. can listen to us. Device. Yeah. It, you know, if they keep adding social networks, our intro is going to be so long. Cause we're gonna it, think, it really is. You can find us on Poodle. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Poodle. <laughs> I, eventually, we'll have a Pinterest page, I'm assuming. Yeah, with all the with all the visual stuff that we have. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I would also like to uh, give a shout-out to our equipment sponsor, Foresight Interactive Studios. They loaned us some equipment. Uh, we've been using to bring you the clearest audio a podcast can provide. Builder of Drupal websites, masters of video production in the D.C. area, Foresight Interactive Studios is your one-stop shop for everything online. Visit them at Foresight Studios, the number four, sitestudios.com, and tell them the Natty Bros sent you. Yeah. Well, let's, um, yeah, let's dig right into this. Big game last night. Well... Two nights ago, for those of you listening yep. on, on Valentine's Day, huge, huge game. Um, you know, for, for for those of you listening tomorrow, obviously it'll be in the wake of of a big Syracuse loss. Uh, as we're sitting here tonight, to, um, to UConn, a big Butler loss uh, to Charlotte. And uh, last I looked, Duke was down as well. Yeah, Duke so, was down in North Carolina. So, you know, I, I think I think one of the the Grantland or ESPN dot com articles I was I was reading, I. I Kind of, you know, talked about is this is this the craziest uh, college basketball season ever? Yeah, it was it was the Mark Titus article in Grantland. And, and don't um, forget also, not to cut you off, but Nerlens Noel, the consensus number one pick for a team that's not doing that well in yeah. Kentucky, uh, tore his ACL last night and is out for the season. So I mean, again, we, we've got a system right now where where any given team on any given day can win or lose, right? I mean, th- there are no locks. Um, you know, we we saw a Michigan team that was perhaps a little overrated by by, by those in the media, but it only lost a couple games this year. Only lost a couple games, just completely torn down. Um, you know, who who is the best team? I, I I feel like I feel like this this is a this is a conversation that's being had. You know, a lot of people are saying Miami's the best team in college basketball right now. A lot of people are saying Indy. Miami just escaped, just barely escaped. Uh, Fort Fort State. State, yeah. Tonight, so, um, you know, I, I perhaps this is two separate questions because you know we, I, especially in college basketball, where, where the tournament is 
an entirely new season is the best postseason in all sports. Without doubt, hands down. Who who is the best team right now, and 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 who is best built for the tournament? It's really hard for me to to decide who the best team is right now because it, it, every week it changes. I, mean, I don't think we've had a number one team. I guess Indiana has been number one for two weeks now in a row. Yeah. Um, which I, I can't remember the last time a team lost and remained number one. That doesn't happen very often. No, not not, not often at all. And before that, we had seen a different number one every week. So it's 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 fascinating this year. We're seeing a lot of, you know, you're hearing the buzzword parody a lot. And we're seeing teams, Kansas looks great. Then they lost three in a row. Then they destroyed yep. number 10, Kansas State. Florida's looked really good but got blown out at Arkansas. Duke's looked really good. Is losing by I think like 15 at halftime in North Carolina. They're only losing by four, but they've they've looked sloppy. And oh, I guess I can't do math. I looked at the <laughs> score too, and I was like, oh, they're down 15. Uh, and what you've seen, kind of the, the 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 consistent thing you've seen, is teams really defending their home court well. Yeah. Teams playing well at home, which is fascinating, but also plays no role in March Madness because there are no home teams. Yeah. So you know you 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 brought up the kind of the the concept of parity, um, you know the kind of the even nature in which a lot of these teams are are, are measured talent wise, um, you know especially when it comes to neutral court, yeah you know, I I think we're really going to see parity you know at play. But you, you you mentioned four teams that that lost I guess last week, um, Kansas, Indiana, Ford, and Duke. Uh, so let, let's play a little game. That that was kind of mistakenly created by by, by the two of us here, parity or parity. Uh, so you know, are 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 these teams legitimately good, and and they just lost because there were other really good teams, or are they just a joke? So let's start off with Kansas. You know, we 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 saw Kansas stumble for three games in a row. Um, you know, they 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 came back and beat Kansas State really handily. Handily, and we played Kansas. Earlier this year, Michigan State played Kansas. We beat them. We gave them their only loss before they began that slide. Yeah. Um, they did almost lose to Iowa State earlier this year, too. Oh, who Iowa State's a pretty good team, I think. I think Kansas is parity. Um, and I'll try to pronounce the, the end part of that word. So that's, <laughs> that's parity with a T. Yeah. I think we had a podcast a couple weeks ago. Is that with a T? That parity is with, with a T. With a T, yes. Uh, Kansas is a good team. And I, I feel like losing three in a row is not a good thing. But when you, you win a bunch of games and then you hit kind of that, that January-February thing and you, you have that slide in January-February where you start losing a couple of games and then you come back and you, you get back on a roll and win, you kind of look at those three losses as not really three losses. It was just a bad stretch where something wasn't working. Yeah. Who knows what was going on in the locker room, who was fighting an injury. So I think Kansas is a good team. I think Kansas is going to be a, a number one seed. And... uh if not, I mean, I think they're going to go far in the tournament. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I've got I've got four teams listed here: Kansas, Indiana, Ford, and Duke. Um, I, I don't I don't think any of these are, are jokes. I think these are all very good teams. I I think they're all teams that can go very very far in the tournament. I think the weakest is Florida. Huh. And I think Florida has been good, but I don't think Florida has been tested. They're in the SEC, where the number two team in the SEC is probably going to end up being Alabama, and yes. they might not make the tournament. So you might have the SEC sending one team to the ter- to the tournament. 
And when you play against weak competition for the whole conference season and then a conference tournament, it's hard when you start facing real competition. You're facing a Big Ten team in the Sweet 16 all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, j- j- just to kind of counter that, uh, Mark Titus in his, his top 12 power rankings actually had Florida ahead of both Duke and um, both Duke and Kansas. I so, think Duke is. I think Duke is good. I think Duke gets undervalued a lot because they're always there. They're always yeah. good. Um, and you look at the SEC in basketball and the Big Ten in basketball. Compare it with the SEC in football and the Big Ten in football. They're almost exact mirrors of each other. Yeah. You know, you had the Big Ten this year who really only had one good team in Ohio State, and SEC has one good team in Florida in basketball. So it's. And, and then the Big Ten, clearly the best conference in basketball this year. And the SEC, clearly the best team in football, or conference in football. Yeah. I mean, the, the irony about, and obviously the, 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 the Mark Titus power rankings came out earlier today, the irony there is that the number three team is Syracuse. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't know. But, Nobody but, knows. Yeah. And, and again, I think it just goes back to this. I mean, they're really, like, there, there's no purely dominating team in, very, very nicely done, in college basketball right now, um, which is which frankly is is great for for for, for neutral fans who who just want to see some good college basketball. Um, and I think this tournament, I think this is going to be one of the most insane tournaments. I don't, I think you're going to have a lot of top seeds advancing. Yeah. Um, right now, if I had to pick a Final Four, I think I would put. And I hate picking this because I don't like jinxing my team yeah but the team that you saw last night against michigan that michigan state team the way Derek nix played the way that team was hitting their shots and defending that team can be anybody in the country yeah and and correct me if i'm wrong but appling didn't really have that great of a game appling didn't have a great game Payne didn't have a great game it, um, it, Derek Nick, Derek Nix played one of the best games I've ever seen him play on both ends of the court he had, he jumped yeah he, his, he jumped his he rebounded feet, his feet left the ground Momentarily, mm-hmm. but he actually jumped. The, the amazing thing about Michigan State, and and I'll only only touch on this for for a second. Um, you know, I am no Michigan State basketball expert, but you know, I, I feel like I've watched enough games. It is amazing how that team can consistently have one guy who just puts together a shit performance every single night, and and all the other guys find a way, um, which. To me, it's something that you need in the tournament, right? Because what what you saw from Michigan was one guy in Trey Burke who put up a pretty solid performance. He had 18 points. I mean, he had, he had a pretty solid performance against against Michigan State last night, but nobody else showed up. And you know, if if it was just Hardaway, if it was just Robinson, right? That that had that just laid a goose egg. And they have a good team. Yeah, they have a team that's probably going to make. The second weekend of the tournament. Yeah, no, because yeah, they are better than most teams in the country. Sure, um, but again, when you when you live by the three, sometimes you die by the three, and exactly. that and that that very much happened last and, night. And my theory on Michigan and why I don't think they're gonna they can do it all the way. You know, and I did say they make the second weekend of the tournament. So I guess by my theory, they're gonna make the elite eight because I think they're gonna lose the second the second night of the tournament, the second weekend day of the tournament, because you're more tired that day. Your threes aren't going to fall, and Michigan doesn't have the three falling. They are a below-average team. Well, and they, I mean, and it's just it's just the three. 
I mean, they didn't have anybody inside that that could that could compete with Payne or Nick. Now, granted, Morgan was hurt. He played, but he was hurt. I think his name is Josh Morgan. I think it's Josh Morgan. Are you sure that you're not thinking about the wide receiver from the 49ers? Maybe. What I, his 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 last name is Morgan. Yeah. You tweeted at us at Natty Bros. Let me know what his first name was. His <laughs> last name is Morgan, and he's been hurt the last couple of games. He played last night against Michigan State. Uh, and wasn't at 100%. And, yeah. I mean, you know, so they're not going to have as much of an inside present when he's out. Sure. Um, well, let's, you know, let's, let's move on unless there's, unless there's anything else. I w- I'd like to get your, your kind of final four pick. Like, we don't have the bracket, obviously, right now. But what's your final four pick? You know, I, I think, and, and obviously with, with this amount of, of just absolute, absolute uncertainty, I, I think it, it's really hard. I love the way that Miami is playing right now. I mean, I, I know they, they didn't have the best game against Florida State, but and we, we talked about this while we were watching the game because we, we watched the first first few minutes. Florida State does have a knack for, for knocking off very good teams at in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they're playing in Tallahassee. Obviously, Miami-Florida State is a, a huge football rivalry. Um, and and I, I think you – I mean, you definitely saw a popped-up crowd in um, – in tally for that game, I I really like the way that Miami's playing right now. They they've got kind of a nobody believes in us mentality, and and look, they have a coach in Jim Laranega who's been there before with George Mason. So I I think you know I think they're in, in a position, um, you know I think Indiana, I I really like Indiana's team. I I think they are I think they're 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 the the complete package, um, you know I, I think. Zeller and Old Depot are just fantastic, fantastic athletes and fantastic basketball players. Um, I, you know, I, I, I just I have a feeling that that there, there's going to be a third team that we're not going to see. I think there's going to be a third team that just kind of creeps up from from nowhere. Um, you know, gets kind of like a like like a like a George Mason or a VCU. You know, a, a team that you know kind of finds its way. Uh, through a, you know a couple good breaks in the game, and I think Michigan State. I think Michigan State. You know, not, knock on wood for you guys, but you know, I, I think I think Michigan State is a complete team. I think it's a team that that knows how to play together, um, and and it, and it's 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 a team that's coached by one of the top four coaches in college basketball. I think Michigan State is a great team this year. You know, I, I don't want to be a homer talking about how great we are, especially after we had a big win. You know. I want to be talking about how great we are after a loss. I mean, I don't yeah. ever want to see a loss, but I want to have that same attitude. Yeah. But I do think that Michigan State has all the pieces of a championship team, and like you said, it's really getting them to play on the same night. Yeah. I think Indiana is a Final Four team. I think Miami. Are we picking? Have I picked all the same teams as you? Uh, but we're 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 there so far. Yeah. Um, and my number four team is Kansas. I think Kansas, you know, good point guard play and good big man play. Those are the two most important things to advance. Yeah. And Withy is one of the best big men in the country. So, and, and you know, by that logic, I think all, you know, all four of those teams are probably going to be top two seeds. So, who, you know, you might see some number five seed come out that, you know, like a, I'm trying to think of who who would be a, a solid number five seed, like a... What, what, what I mean, what Ohio State, d- depending on kind of... They're not going to be a five uh, like like Wisconsin, I, as much as I hate yeah, to say it. Yeah, but Wisconsin's not making a Final Four. Wisconsin will be a five seed, I think, but they're not going to make the Final yeah. Four. They, they, um, Bo Ryan it doesn't know how to coach in the tournament. His style 
works in the Big Ten. He gets yeah. wins in the regular season. That style does not work in the tournament. What about like a Georgetown or yeah, like a, that's what I was like, thinking like, of like, like an ACC or a Big East team that's that's kind of under the radar. Like a Georgetown, I think is a really good example of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I think and and again, look, there, there's still a lot of you know, there's still there's still teams like Arizona. There's still teams you know like like Butler, right? I mean, you know, the, I mean, I feel like there's still a lot of teams out there that you know there's still a lot of conference play too. Jim Beheim said he thinks this is the year Gonzaga wins it all. He well, thinks Gonzaga has a really solid team. He can see them kind of sneaking it out. I you, you don't know and I I love conference tournament time because you always see that one conference where some team gets hot and makes it to the finals. Yeah. Um a lot of times it happens in the Big East and it's real fun to watch. Absolutely. So, pay attention. It's good basketball. Basketball only gets better from here. Yeah. Now this is this is where it gets fun. Um well, let, let's move on. Let's go from uh, college to the pros. Uh, it is is All Star Weekend. Uh, the NBA is at its half uh, half point mark. Um, you know, I I feel like like I'm and I know you're kind of the same way. I'm just starting to engage the NBA after you know after my my tour of love affair with with the NFL. Um, what do you think the storyline of the NBA season is so far? You know, I, I think you only need to turn on. I, I, I think it's two. I think it's two storylines. I, I think you only need to turn on ESPN on a regular basis to to know what these are. I think one. And it's unfortunate that ESPN writes the narrative of the NBA because there's a lot going on in the NBA, and you know ESPN admit and they they kind of make fun of themselves for talking about yeah. that. Yeah. But I mean, they do they do only talk about a couple topics. Yeah, I I think. I, I think it's two, and it, you know, I don't think you need to be a, a genius to figure these out. I think one is is LeBron James, um, you know, is the way he's playing right now, the way he's evolving his game to include a, a better inside presence. Um, you know, is, is this kind of where he where, where he can kind of confidently stake his claim next to Jordan? Um, you know, for, for whatever that means, right? You know, and and, and there, there's always it, there's it's, always it, it, the next Jordan. Yeah, like it, it's a fun thing, which which I think is is BS. It's a fun thing to banter about, but you know, I you know, I, I think that that's one of them. And then I I think I think the number one is the Lakers. Um, and the utter just the utter disappointment that the Lakers have been this year. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I think I think that's what what we're looking at. You know, obviously, there's a lot of talk. With a trade deadline coming up, a um, couple weeks, right? Yeah, so, I think it's a, a week after All Star break usually. Yeah, two weeks after All Star. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think that's what you're looking at as, as far as the what the narrative is right now in the NBA. It am I missing anything? Do you agree? I think there's a couple other. I mean, those are those are the big two storylines, and I think I'm really glad that I, I've never really liked LeBron, but I'm I'm glad that he's playing so well. Because it's taken that narrative off of how bad are the Lakers, yeah, and made it how amazing is LeBron, yeah, which is good. Um, I think another story that really doesn't get a lot of talk is the fact that the Spurs have the best record in the NBA, and for I don't know how many years in a row the Spurs are the first team to forty wins. Yeah, it, it happens every year, and the Spurs are just a solid team. In the last couple games, they've had almost Duncan and Ginobili sitting out those games, or Parker sitting out games. And guys like Leonard, I don't even remember what his Kawhi Leonard, I think is his name, um, leading the team in scoring. They they are scoring more than any team in the East right now. They're averaging, and and you know we we try not to throw a bunch of numbers at you, um, but they're averaging a little over 104 points a game. There is even Miami is scoring 103 points a game, right? I mean, 
And they're always known for their defense, too. They play good defense. Yeah, I mean, I mean to provide context, there are only two teams in the East, the Knicks and the Heat, that are scoring above 100 points a game, right? And, you know, San Antonio is... San Antonio is, 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 is winning by an average of about 10 points a game. Like, that's... It's, it's 140-95 when you look at their points for average against points against. That, that's absurd, yeah. Right. Like, like th- that. That is absolutely absurd. Um, they're twenty-two and two at home, and but they, they've only lost two nuts. home games. They've only lost two home games. That that is impressive. That is an impressive step because I don't think there's a home court advantage in the NBA like there is in college basketball. And the Spurs are a lot like Duke in the fact that they're always there. Yeah. And they're kind of a boring team. The Spurs more so than Duke, but both are are never that flashy. They get it done. They take care of business. And you not talk about them. So with with those things in mind, what what do you think are going to be the the storyline, the narrative moving forward as between now and I think and the end of the season? I think what's going on with LeBron right now, and just to put it in perspective, LeBron the other night became the first player in NBA history ever to have six games in a row with thirty plus points and over sixty percent shooting. I don't have his exact numbers, but he's they show his game by game field goals. And it's not like he's some guy who's only taking four shots a game. No. He's taking at least 12 shots a game, and he's missing two shots in one game, four shots in another, one shot. He's just not missing when he takes these shots because he's the benefit of being such a good passer. He only takes the best shots available to him. And he's shooting better, from what I've read, he's shooting better in the paint than most guys shoot from the free throw line. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely absurd. And I mean, so I think that that I mean, if he keeps this up going into the All Star break, you're, you're looking at what happened with Lynn Sanity last year to a whole nother level because it's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, you know, I I think I think obviously you know ESPN, uh, you know, a lot of these people, LeBron's just so he's easy to talk about. He's a lot of fun to talk about. Um, you know, I I think some of the things to to look at obviously, and you know, and I I say this because because they're my team. I think the Bulls are really interesting to look at. You know, they, they've, they've hit kind of a rough stretch. They've, I think they've only won like four out of their last ten. But, you know, with if they get D. Rose back, all of a sudden they're, da- they're dangerous, and they are, they're a team that could, that matches up very well against Miami. Didn't Derrick Rose say that he's a long way from coming back? But, you know, at the same time, the, the Bulls were saying today that, that he's going to start participating in five-on-five drills. So you know, I, I don't I don't know how how he could say that, and and how the Bulls the same day or the next day could say, oh no, wait, you know he's he's doing full contact five on five. You know, I think this is going to be one of those things. It's going to be a, an RG three. It's going to be a Steven Strasburg kind of thing where you have a player that wants to come back. I mean, you know, this guy is, in my opinion, the best competitor in in the NBA, right? And frankly, it's why he got hurt because he he goes ham every single play you know i if you're chicago do you do you really want to rush him back i mean this this guy's and that's exactly what i was thinking as yeah. you were talking about that i mean you could bring him back and that team's good but is that team better than miami even if he comes back um i i think it i mean look you know they they played they played an awfully entertaining series against them in the, in the playoffs last year. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, I, I think this is 
this is a team that that really can surprise a lot of people, and I think it's a it's it's a team that you know be, because D Rose is so dynamic, and and because the big guys on the Bulls can 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 contain at least in the low post theoretically, you know LeBron and and Bosh. You know, it, I, I give it forty five, you know, fifty five odds. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think one more, and then you know, let's talk about All Star Weekend. And I have some things I'm looking forward to. For yeah, the second half of the season um, too. And, and and this is kind of this is kind of an odd an odd narrative, but what are people tearing their ACLs in I, all sports? And in, in all sports, but you know, you had Rondo tear his, and then Barbosa, who's the backup, yeah. tear his. The uh, Celtics just. And it's not even their it's not their old guys that are getting hurt. No. It's not Pierce and Garnett. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, knock on, I mean, knock on wood for them, they don't get hurt. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, it, it's it's funny because like this isn't this isn't like concussions, right? Where it's like, oh, like you know, these guys are going to be really messed up. But like, if if I'm a team in in any sport, I'm sort of thinking, you know, is there is there anything we could do to like put like braces on these guys or I, I don't know something to like lower the risk because. With, and and as someone who had ACL surgery six and a half months ago, it is not an easy road back. It is a full year. We're not all Adrian Peterson. Well, luckily they have probably better doctors than you had, and better supplements. But 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 the thing is, like you're still talking like a nine to ten month recovery window, right? So you're talking you're out for the entire season. Yeah. And even then, like like, I mean, there there is a bit of a relearning curve to get your body back to that. It's, it's just something fascinating. I mean, especially point guards in the NBA. You 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 know, you saw you saw Rubio, you saw Rose, we saw Rondo. Yeah, you're seeing it with a lot of point guards. I mean, it, it's a lot of point guards. It, Brandon Dawson tore his ACL. Yeah. It, it, it's Noel for Kentucky just tore his ACL. Yeah, it, it's just it's just it's interesting that that you're seeing this injury seemingly more and more. Um and and I'll I'll be curious if you start seeing more and more players wearing you know, com- compression braces on their knees or, or something like that to... Terminator to, legs. Yeah. Just getting know. their legs replaced with robots. Exactly. Um, I, I'd also like to like to see kind of, as we move forward this season, there's a couple teams that I'm really curious to watch how they progress. It, one's the Knicks. Yeah. One is the Clippers. And the other one is Denver. Because nobody's talking about Denver, and Denver is like the third or fourth best team in the league right now. They are... They're... They're thirty-three and twenty-one. Denver, at home, they play twenty-five games at home. I, I want you to guess what their home record is. Twenty and five. Twenty-two and three. I believe that. Also, Denver has a ridiculous home court advantage because of the altitude. Yes. Player. I mean, with with athletics, it's totally different. But all three of those teams are are teams that haven't really been that relevant. Denver has been probably the most relevant in the last couple. Of, you know, most recently. Yeah. And so. I want to see the Clippers can hold on because they had a little bit of a slide. The Knicks started off really well, and I think they've kind of leveled off. And Denver's just played consistently really well all yeah. year. And Denver, Denver has built a lot like the 2004 Pistons, where they don't have that that one guy. They just have a lot of really solid basketball players. Yeah, you know, I feel like you know the the West is just really interesting to me because you you've got you've got a lot of good teams, and we're, we haven't even mentioned the Thunder. No, we have we have not mentioned the Thunder at all. Again, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. You 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 said that you don't believe that 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 there is a, a home court advantage in in the NBA. You know, San Antonio twenty two and two, OKC twenty three and three, 
LA Clippers 20 and 5, Denver 22 and 3, Utah 20 and 6. Um, I think Utah's not bad this year. I think uh, they're like the, they're the no. sixth seed, maybe. Dude, I'm counting. Counting. I think they're eighth. They're like seventh or eighth. Yeah, so they're not that good. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like Houston's pretty good. I haven't watched Houston at all, but like James Harden's been amazing. Yeah, I mean they've they they they've actually had a pretty good streak the last the last ten games they've won seven. Um, also, I I follow Jeremy Lin on Facebook, and today he posted a picture of James Harden like cooking some food in his kitchen. Oh nice! And he captured it. Who invited Kimbo Slice to my house? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Uh, in the Golden State Warriors too, with Draymond Green and Steph Curry. I mean, I'd love to see them make the playoffs. Well, you know, they've also they've lost five in a row. They've been they've been they, cold. They, they they have been a little cold, you know, and and obviously Golden State has some. I mean, they they have some some injury issues, right? With with Curry. Um, and, and kind of seeing how how that's all going to shake out. Um, well, but, but before we go to to All Star Weekend, are there any other kind of storylines that you're? The last is the eighth seed in the East. Yeah, and because the two teams I follow the closest are both kind of in contention for that. One's the Pistons, and the other is the Wizards. And I don't know exactly where their records fall, but I know they're both in contention for that eighth seed. Both have really good young guys. And I think the Celtics might be in contention for that, too. So it'll be interesting to watch how that plays out. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the East just is not good. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, I mean, really, until you, you, know, until you look at the records, um, I mean, Miami, Miami would be like the four seed in the West, right? I mean, they're 35 and 14, which puts them, I mean, like, like kind of between L.A. and Memphis. Um, I mean, look, Miami is also one game over 500 on the road, which they're going to need to figure out how to win on the road. They're going to figure it out. I, I'm sure they, they will. I mean, they. And also, they're going to have home court advantage. That's that's very true. And 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 I I feel like Miami is just starting to turn it on. I feel like we've seen kind of a watered down version of Miami, and I I think. I think they're they're going to kind of kick it into second gear coming out of the All-Star break. But a lot of times when, you know, I feel like the seasons when it's this team and everybody else in their conference yeah. is when it's the most interesting and, and some random team takes them to the brink of the playoff series. Yeah. So maybe it'll be the Bulls, maybe it'll be the Wizards, we show, yeah. spectacular, maybe we'll, it'll be the Knicks. We we will we'll be here to pot about it. Yeah, we'll certainly see. Um but but again, you know, we've we've got All-Star weekend coming up. Um, so you know that that means that means a lot of what a TV time. Yeah, a, a lot of just entertaining stuff on TV. Nothing that really matters. Nothing that I feel like I'm a lot less interested in All Star Weekend than I was like in high school. Yeah, in high school I think I used to <laughs> I used to tape it on VHS. Nice. And I would like watch it again. You know, I I, I feel that like was before YouTube. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I also I mean I, you know I used to. I used to watch every NBA draft from like start to finish. Um, I don't think I really do that anymore. Um, you know, I the the question on the rundown here is: Is All Star Weekend relevant? Is any All Star Weekend relevant? And I'm glad you asked that question. I hate All Star games. I like them. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm just purely entertainment. But but this is the thing though, like. Especially the Pro Bowl. Now I I know oh, the yeah the Pro Bowl is garbage. I, I know the Pro Bowl is kind of like the like the gold standard for like all star crap, 
But, like, these guys don't want to play. Wait, does gold standard for all-star crap mean, like, the worst or the it, best it, it of is, the worst? It is so good at being bad, it is the gold standard at... So it's like the Leprechaun 2 of all-star games. <sighs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, did you know there's no Leprechaun 1? No, it, movie... it's, it's just Leprechaun, right? No. So there's that movie Leprechaun 2, which is, like, known as the best bad movie of yeah. all time. There's no Leprechaun 1. It's just Leprechaun 2. Sounds like a conspiracy. I don't believe this. And then they made that doc, the documentary about it. Huh. Fat, which is fat. called The Best Worst Movie or something like that. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it, it, the, the whole Leprechaun 2 thing is interesting. Yeah. But there's no Leprechaun 1. I really wish there was a segue into some sort of a Celtics-related conversation now. I feel like that would be appropriate. <laughs> so Rajon Ronda tours ACL. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you hear? Um... So, you know, so you've got kind of the three big things. I'm not going to mention the celebrity game. I, you know, I, I think the celebrity game's a little, like, I kind of like it. It's kind of fun. I, I liked it when, like, when MTV used to do those. Do you, you remember? Oh, yeah. Like, also, the celebrity game should be, should be slam ball. It shouldn't be basketball. They should bring out the trampolines and do slam ball with celebrities. I, I feel like the, the liability coverage for that <laughs> yeah. would be through the roof. But it's all pa- no. If you did it where they do slam ball, it's all padded and stuff. I, I, I still feel like that, that's a little a little dangerous. Also, could celebrity slam ball be the a next thing? like celebrity ABC, diving? Yeah, like the next ABC reality show after celebrity diving flops. Was that a diving pun? Did you just make a diving <laughs> pun? <laughs> Unintended consequences. Yeah. Um, and you can use hashtag diving pun if you're still with us. Um, so you know, so obviously we we've got. So let's start off with the um, with the what do they call it the the Rising Stars Challenge. I think they used to call this the Futures Game back in the day. Yeah, this one is like the D League game, right? No, no. Th- this is it's it's freshmen and sophomores, so oh, it's first right. and second year guys. But they changed it a couple years ago. It used to be freshmen versus sophomores. Now they draft. Yes, which which I, I really I actually really like the way they did this because I I saw it on TNT when when so Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley they they, they get like you know a, a slate of of twenty guys and they they flip to see who goes first and it's Team Shaft versus Team Chuck um, and I, I I thought it was incredibly entertaining. Um, you know, you, you can go to, to M, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna list it. You know, every single player, um, but yeah, yeah, I I thought it, I thought it was was really interesting the way they did it. Some some notables, well, we'll just throw some names out on Team Shaq. You have Kyrie Irving, Harrison Barnes, um, Damian have, Lillard, who's having a great season. Yeah, you have Damian Lillard. Um, some some notables on Team Chuck. Uh, you have Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal from our our own uh, Washington Wizards, Ricky Rubio. Kawhi Leonard off San Antonio. Yeah, I didn't realize he was only a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, I actually I really like the way they do this. I, I think it's you know I mean it's brilliant on TNT's part. Um, I mean everything TNT does is brilliant. Their NBA coverage is the best. Yeah. So Team Chuck won last year, one forty six to one thirty three. Yeah. So you're gonna see some scoring. Yeah, I, I would uh, think so. Kyrie Irving was on Team Chuck last year, so will he will he burn Team Chuck? Initially, I thought Team Chuck had kind of the more well-rounded team. I think Team Shaq is going to win because they have Kyrie Irving, who is far and away the best player in this game. I mean, he's he's really good. I mean, he, is he, this the order they were drafted? Do you think like was Damian Lillard I, number one I, and Anthony Davis number one for Chuck? I think it was. Yeah. How did how did Irving slip to number three or number four? 
Irving, I really don't know. Irving is playing. I mean, they're talking about Irving being the reason why LeBron is going to go back to Cleveland when he leaves yeah. Miami. He's playing that well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, so, you know, I think for a lot of people, obviously, the, the slam dunk competition is something that everyone looks forward to. I think... I think this is an absolute joke. I, I honestly wish they would do away with the slam dunk competition. It's, there's there's a great history behind it, and I feel like that's why they still have it. But I, it's, I, I, I understand that. But you know what? Like, Gerald Green, Terrence Ross, James White, Eric Bledsoe, Jeremy Evans, and uh, Kenneth Fareed. Like, I just don't care. So James White apparently did the, the slam dunk contest for, like, the D-League recently or something. And he, I guess it's the first year James White has actually been able to be in the dunk contest because he hasn't been on a team long enough. Yeah. But he's a really good dunker. Uh, so I, I think I think he's going to win just because that's, that's all I know about this. Gerald yeah. Green won it a couple years ago, but he's kind of old now, I feel like. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I mean, look, you know, everyone everyone always talks about, oh, well, you know, you got to have LeBron in, you got to have... Um, it would be nice if LeBron would have done one. Yeah, you know, you got to have Griffin then, like... You know, Griffin was in it two years ago. Yeah, but you know he you jumped gotta, over a car. I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was cool. Everybody else thought it was lame. I was like, you jumped over a freaking car. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, at, you know, look, unless you have guys of a Jordan and Dominique Wilkins stature, it, it it doesn't it doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, the, the slam dunk contest also costs them probably not that much to put on. Yes. And it's got the history behind it, and people will watch it. No, I I, I understand. I I just I think that. You know, I think with all that being said, like, get some of these these bigger guys in. Yeah, they don't want to do it because they don't want to tear their ACL. Fair enough. But, like... If, what, if LeBron, what if LeBron does... I mean, I would love to see LeBron do it from... But, like, but, like, but, like, what if LeBron tears his ACL during the All-Star game? He's not... It's, he's not over and over again dunk... I, I just feel like... The action of oh, he, he he will over and over again dunk in the All Star game. Yeah, but that, let's be absolutely clear. But that is in the process of the game. He dunks it and then he goes to the other side of the court. This is over and over again dunking, landing on your knee over and over and over again. I just think it's a little bit of an increased risk for him. I I, I don't. I mean, perhaps mathematically, you're talking about like a like like a one percent increased risk. I I don't think it's that. Yeah, that but one percent to him is a lot of risk. I mean, look, I, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, 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 I'm no orthopedist, but it, it just seems to me, you know, Jordan did it year after year. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler, you know, th- these guys did it year after year. And, and, and you know what? It turned out okay. Yeah. Dwight Howard did it a couple of years ago and had the best dunk contest dunk that I, I thought and didn't win it, where he, he had a, a, a sticker of his yeah. face and hit it on the top of the backboard. Yeah. What happened was the judges couldn't see what he did. Yeah. So they didn't know he did. The TV cameras knew he did it, but the judges didn't. So they didn't give him enough points, and he lost. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It was insane. Um. I, and, I don't know. Whatever. I think. I think it'll be fun to watch. I think the worst thing that happened to the slam dunk contest is YouTube, though. See, but but that's the thing. Like, I I actually think that's a that's a good thing, right? Like, like the slam dunk contest is made for YouTube and vice versa. Like, you should be able to use YouTube to really blow the slam dunk contest up. Like. Like, the slam dunk contest is made for YouTube and Twitter, right? I mean, hell, it's it's made for the GIF. It's made for Vine. Like, it's made for all of these social network. Made for the Vine. <laughs> right? It, it, it's made for, for, the, for the way that we, like, consume media now. Like, it, it should be fantastic, which is why it should be more than 
Eric freaking Bledsoe. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I agree. He's really small. Maybe he'll do like a – not Muggsy Bugs, but the other really small guy. Um, or was it Muggsy Webb? Bugs? Spud Webb. That's Spud it. Webb, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, this is going to be on at the bar. All of this is going to be on at the bar yeah. when we're at the bar on Saturday. Yeah, that's true. So and, I'll and, I'm, I'm, and I'll cheer for it. And Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, and actually, my, my favorite part of All-Star Week in the three-point contest, um, you've got Paul George from Indiana, Kyrie Irving. We talked about Steve Novak. Um, all, the, all three of those representing the East. Um, I, they didn't used to do this East and West split. For no. Those. I don't know why they do that now. And then Ryan Anderson from New Orleans, Matt Bonner from uh, the Spurs. And Steph Curry from Golden State, who, what? Outs like, I, Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving, and maybe Paul George. The rest of the guy, Matt Bonner, that dude floated around the league for a while. I get that he's a good three point shooter. I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, I, these I, are just I, a bunch of boring guys. Like, like I would like to see JJ Redick. Right. Like, I mean, I think they should just take, and maybe they do, take the guys with the. The best three-point shooting percentage. Yeah. They've shot over a certain amount of threes for the season. And, and just invite them. And I mean, that's your that's your six. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the inevitable final of Kyrie Irving and Stephen Curry. Yeah. L- like, like that'll like, be interesting. Yeah. Um. You know, I think the just, jump. I think the three-point shootout is it's it's fun to watch, but it's the exact same thing every year. There's nothing that's going to make that entertaining. No. Or like more entertaining than another one. Yeah. No, that's true. I I just. You know, I I, I enjoy the three. Yeah. Um. So, so with all that being said, um, how how could how could you improve All Star Weekend? How would you improve it? I mean, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a celebration of the NBA. It's fun to watch. You know, I, I wish some of the bigger names would participate, especially some of the bigger names who got snubbed from the All Star team. Yeah, um, which I guess is Steph Curry being in the three point shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I think it I think it's cool. And the game itself, the All Star game itself, is really fun to watch because you get to see, you know, Kobe and Kobe and Blake Griffin playing on the same team together. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, who do you think is gonna, you know, we can go through the the uh, actual All Star game, but I'm curious who you think is gonna win. Which team you think is gonna win? Um. I mean, I I think <laughs> I I think it's gonna be kind of funny to watch. I mean, it just seemed like like Kobe and Dwight hate each other so much. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually think that that some of the reserves are, are better than than the starters in the West. Um, I mean, I, I would I would love to see James Harden with with Chris Paul instead of, or you know, I, I mean, you know, at some point you're going to see Harden, Westbrook, and Durant all play together. Too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know. I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of tough. I I think that I think that I I think ironically that the East has the better the better team. I think I think the West just seems more kind of set up for for a, a, a running gun game like this. The funny thing about the East is you got LeBron, Carmelo, and KG all starting together. Yeah. And I think all three of those guys do not like each other very much. No. Well, I mean, nobody likes Garnett. No. Right. And, I mean, the the fact that you've got you've got Carmelo and 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 Garnett starting on the same team, Team Honey Nut Cheerios, yeah, with with LeBron, like, I, I mean, at what point do they just all three of them just start swinging at each other? Like, it's it just that's a way to make the All Star game better. Yeah. Um. So, a, a, a couple thoughts I jotted down on on you know how I would like to see it. I would actually love to see a 
like an, an old school like I, I would love to see like a like a street ball half court three on three tournament where it's like okay you it's like five like I don't know it's like ten minutes like chain hoops and you'd have a bunch of teams and you'd do a tournament of three on three yeah so you'd have like Garnett LeBron and Steve Nash yeah so, right they're not in the same I, I mean it, but... I mean it, it would effectively be like NBA Jam plus one I like that. Right, and you played it. Played a fifteen. Played a twenty-one. Yeah, right. And, and you know, j- j- just and just just fast-paced action. Um, you know, again, I mean, to to replicate the like the street ball kind of in- intensity. It, yeah, I think that would be cool. And they did, they did a, a horse type game for a couple years. Yeah, where I think they <laughs> they spelled out like Sprite or whatever the sponsor was. Yeah, and I remember that just took forever because yeah. guys were not hitting shots or guys were eating. so they've cut that. But I've always thought it would be really cool to see either a game of 21, where you have the three-person basketball, uh-huh. or just one-on-one. Like, who wouldn't want to see LeBron versus Durant one-on-one? And, 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 yeah, and I think I think a like a one-on-one, like, first-to-ten tournament would just be absolutely insane. I don't think any players would agree to one-on-one. Uh, yeah. Because like, if, if LeBron loses on one-on-one, then people say, oh, Durant's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. But if he loses, you know, a three on three, uh, nobody's saying that. no, right? So I mean, I, I think three on three. I think that you're onto something. Three on three could be really cool, and you could have Team Shaq, Team Ch- have all these TNT guys draft their teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I it think goes snake order. You know, eight teams, sixteen teams. Yeah. So eight eight teams would get you what twenty four guys in. So that's if you did an eight team three on three tournament. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. It gets you the same number of guys in as that already are on the All-Star team. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, if you're TNT, it's probably going to last a little bit longer than than, than your average. It just it, it gives you more it gives you more excuses, frankly, to, to to you know to expand your coverage and just to talk about these guys and to sell ad time. And who doesn't like who doesn't like a tournament? Love tournaments. I feel like they would have to split it up over Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, because but but, but to be I I would watch that I I would watch you know like I I'm, I'm looking at the the rosters I, you know I would watch Russell Westbrook Tim Duncan and jeez oh, um any Dirk I I don't know like David Lee right like or I don't know like like West like Westbrook Kobe and Duncan right go up against I don't know um Kyrie Irving Dwayne Wade and Tyson Chandler. So if you have an 18 tournament, that's three. That's three rounds. So maybe you have the first round on Saturday, yeah. Followed by the three point shootout and the the skills challenge that they do, yeah. And then Sunday you kick it off with the with the dunk contest, and then have no you kick it off with the semifinals. Then you have the dunk contest to give everybody a break, yeah. And then you have the finals, yeah. And and, and that would be. I feel like that is like a really really good. It's one of the best ideas we've had on this podcast yeah. in a while. You've you've had it's your idea. Um. Okay, so with, with that in mind, and, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, to our next our next topic here. Give me your best three, your best team. Now, I'm not talking the best three players, or perhaps I am, but your your best team of three on so the east and pick, on the west. Do I have to pick one guy who probably would be picked la- like would be picked later? You know, I can't pick like, oh, my best three would be LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and. Kevin Garnett, you know, like the... Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. You have to pick... I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I will pick from the East. You pick from the West. Okay. You you, you pick one um one all-star starter, and then two reserves. 
I'm trying to find the list of reserves real quick. Here, um, you you talk and I'll, I'll yeah I'll okay it. all right so so I'm, I'm going going from the east. I, I would I would obviously pick LeBron, um, and then I would pick, um, hmm, I would pick Kyrie Irving, and I would pick. And I, I would pick Noah. Homer. Yeah, uh, that is a bit of a, a bit of a Homer pick. I I I just think that, you know, I I feel like it's between Noah and Chandler. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it's 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 kind of tough. Um, so, you know, again, you know, there are there are a lot of really good reserves. Um. <laughs> a little little house business going on during, during the pod here. All right, so the one guy who isn't starting that for the East that I would have put on your team, yeah, is Tyson Chandler. Yeah, because he, br- I mean, in a three on three tournament, he's going to bring what a lot of guys don't have, and that's what inside presence, shot blocking, big guy. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's and, and that, that's why I picked. That's why I picked Noah. Yeah, but. I would take Tyson Chandler over Noah. See, see, this is the thing, though. I feel like Noah brings the intensity and just just the the utter insanity. Like you you want that playing street ball, right? Like like you want that guy. Who's... Tyson Chandler brings that. Yeah, but, but Noah's my boy, right? He Noah's my boy. Right. So you're you're admitting a homer pick. I am. I am. But I I think it's a smart homer pick. Okay. All right. So it's it's James. And I'll uh, let you critique my team as well. Okay, you can, yeah, you can it, make one change. It's LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Noah. And I would say LeBron James, my one change would be LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Tyson Chandler. Okay. All right. My turn. Yeah. So I would pick Kevin Durant, obviously. Okay. Well, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say obviously. I think Kobe Bryant would be awfully pissed off to hear that you, you picked Kevin Durant. Yeah, Durant. Kevin Durant brings a more all-around game. No, which, I, I, I think I think there's like you just need you need to be combining guys you need to be combining two guys into one when you're playing three on three. No, I I agree. And then is my second pick. I would take Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. Okay. And then you need somebody who can handle the rock. And so it's really down between Tony Parker, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Yeah. And while Tony Parker is having one of the best statistical seasons of his uh is of his career. I'm going to go James Harden. He's already got a rapport with with Kevin Durant and I think he brings he brings that outside shooting and that passing ball handling. So, Tim Duncan, James Harden, Kevin Durant. No, I I I I mean I I agree 100%. I think that you know there there's aside from Duncan there's kind of a lack of size on 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 the on the bench for I mean I mean there there's there's no there's no center. Mhm. Um, on on the All Star Reserve. Well, luckily you also didn't pick a center on your team. Noah is listed as a center. He, 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 I know he's listed as he a center. He plays bigger than he is. Oh man, bigger than. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, look, I, I I think that that that's a I, I think that's a solid a solid matchup. Um, you Who know, do you I, think wins? I think it's tough. I think it's tough because I think I think Kyrie is is without a doubt the fastest guy on the court. Yeah, it'll be that's a tough matchup for Harden. I I, I think that's very tough. Um, you know, I I think obviously you got to put Noah or you got to put Duncan over Noah. Um, and LeBron and, and Durant, it's it's tough because you know 
I, I almost think to a certain extent you 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 can use you can use LeBron's post presence more, right? And and have you know and just have Irving you know have Kyrie cut in, and I don't I I feel like like there's there's a lot you can do with that team. Um, I think this is such an interesting this is so interesting too because you would have four teams from the East, four teams from the West. Yeah, there's five starters on each. So whoever's the last pick in the East and the last pick on the West. Is probably taking the two starters remaining. Yeah, most likely. So, so who who do you think is the odd man out from from both the East, the East and the no, West? No, it works out perfect. The East has one more guy listed because Rajon Rondo is hurt. Mm. That's why there's an odd number. So the numbers would work out exactly perfect. Yeah. Now, if you're asking who do I think would be the last pick? Well, so so since, since it's four teams, wouldn't wouldn't one of the teams end up with two starters? Yeah, yeah. The la- that's what I just said. The last team to so, pick. Would have two starters. So, so who do you think the 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 second starter would be? Because because one of those starters would be kind of the odd man out. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think it would be. So you know, let's assume that that Rondo isn't injured. Um, I mean, I I would I would think that it's. I would think it's probably Garnett for the East, just because nobody likes him. Yeah, I, that's probably right. And and I, I, I think for the same reasons it's Dwight Howard. Yeah, I, I I hate to agree with you on both fronts, but I, and and neither are really having that great a season. We're, we're we're frankly, I think it should be Blake Griffin, right? Like like I I think I think he actually brings less in this scenario than than anybody else in the West. I mean, if if Kevin Durant wasn't Kevin Durant, I think you got to go Kobe Bryant first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Kobe Bryant's without it at the second All Star pick. It, it kind Chris of Chris Paul's the third. Yeah. Um, and I think on the East, it's LeBron, Carmelo, D-Wade, in some, some order, two and three. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I think you go... I mean, I, I, I would pick D-Wade just because I, I think he's... I mean, he's ferocious. And, and, and you, you know... Melo, to me, always looks slow. I, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, he can create his own shot. I, I, I've never been. I've never been a huge Melo fan. No. He's just one of those guys who's going to end up without a ring at the end of his career. And he put up good stats. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll make the haul, but maybe. I mean he's he's also just like another another high scoring guy. He's a Vince Carter. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean I, I think he's. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, let's 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 move on. Finally, hopefully. Um, David Stern or I don't know what the guy who's taken over for David Stern whatever Silver I think his name's Silver like John Silver yeah it's not John Silver whatever whoever the new commissioner is listening to this podcast and institutes the the eight team three on three tournament I think that's brilliant I mean people are going to watch that it's totally different than than a five on five basketball game which people see all the time yeah I think it's a great idea good 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 on you (laughs) well let's uh let's let's move on uh, if, if you're listening to this pod, um, the, the day after uh, we record it today is, is February 13th. Um, it's Valentine's Day. I also saw somebody on Twitter who put Galentine's Day, which I don't know if that's like a – I think that might be like a bromance holiday because it was like send this to your boys. So I think Galentine's Day is like a, a bromance type thing. Or like for girls because gal. That's what I thought, but it said send it to your boys. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I don't understand. Um we, we, candy we'll, and chocolate, Valentine's Day. Or for us, we'll probably be doing like, 
Chicken. Sandwiches and beer. Chicken, bread, and mustard. (laughs) And and, and beer. Um, So, you know, for us, our, our, our true loves in life are sports. That's where we're here. And not with significant others. Um, so, you know, we, we, we figure we do a little, little you know, who who stole your heart and who broke your heart? Um, you know, who, who who do you love on this Valentine's Day? And, and, and who's, whose picture are you burning on, on, a, on, a, on a pile in the backyard? Well, I'll just kick this one off. Let's do it. This one's not going to come to a shock to any of you that are Facebook friends with me. It's my profile picture right now. <laughs> I love you, Tom Izzo. <laughs> Listen, I'm just I'm gonna get real for here for a second. Restraining order in three, two, <laughs> go. Tom is a you're the king of Michigan State. You're the king of my sports hub. I'm happy that you were such an amazing coach. Great on defense. Ooh, yeah. You hate the zone. You hate Twitter. You have a great radio show I listen to every week. Great radio show. <laughs> and I'm glad you're in my life, Tom Izzo. <laughs> Tom Izzo. Keep beating Michigan. <laughs> players, players play. Tough players win. Boom. Um, yeah. The the is. Is that's my Valentine this year. <laughs> um, well, I, I've got, I've got three loves. Um, and and, and multi talented. I have yeah, seriously in in three, three uh, three broken hearts uh, this Valentine's Day. Um. My 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 soccer team's doing doing well over the course of the last year. Um, Tottenham, Spurs, Spurs, DC United. You know, no, they they didn't win they didn't win their titles, but you know what? They they made it fun to watch. Um, and the MLS season starts back up. First home game for DC United is on March 9th, so that's coming March up. March ninth. Looking forward to that. Um, you know, my my second love. Podcast. Wait, that was not your. That wasn't all three of your love. No, that that that, that, that was that was one love. That was a triple one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was one one A one B and one C. All right. Um, letters. <laughs> podcast. So, uh, you know, of of course we are we are the best sports podcast you're you're gonna listen to. Best sports podcast. But you know, Grantland, you know, a, a lot of other great sports podcasts. Uh, you know, it, it'll it'll keep you warm at night. It's it'll it'll do everything but but cook you dinner. Find find some podcasts that you love. Yeah, we're not going to tell you which ones to listen to because there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, find the ones you love. And and finally, beer. Well, there we go. Um, a, a, a toast to my 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 second Let's love. Toast in life. on the air. That's good. Cheers. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then you know. A lot of broken hearts this year. A, a, a I'm lot. Not, I'm not feeling that brokenhearted. I'm trying to think of who's broke my heart this year. I feel like I've had a good year. Zach, a lot of broken hearts. Um, Chicago White Sox. You know, just fall. Didn't break my heart. Falling apart, falling apart in the last month. Um, just rough. Just so rough. We, we it was in, within reach the AL Central, and we just let it slip through our fingers. Or Justin Verlander pitched you guys out of the out of there no we played like proper shit but even if you played well i mean i don't want to i don't want to go back to your your broken heart but yeah i i I mean look like like you guys peaked just as we were crashing you know it 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 coincided perfectly um notre dame football i i I know that they finished the season number one 
I know they made it all the way to the national title game. But I just didn't believe in that team from, from day one and could not enjoy that season. So I, I, even even when even when it was good, right? There were some laughs, right? Some 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 good times, some good intimate times. If you know what I mean? It's just, it's just I'm not right there. So I, I don't know. It's it, I I kind of left brokenhearted. And then finally, just, just ACLs in general. You know, oh. I I You've, yeah, it's been a bad year for you in ACLs. Yeah, yeah. D Rose tearing his ACL. I tore my ACL. <laughs> I like you list Derek Rose tearing his ACL first. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I. If if the Bulls were to win, it'd be kind of worth it. But yeah, bad years for ACLs. I, I'm I'm worried about other ligaments in my knee for 2013. So how many first letter CLs are there? There's ACL. There's M- MCL. There's LCL. Yeah. Can I make one called the ZACCL, which is ZCL? I, I what, what what would that connect to? I don't know, like a sandwich. <laughs> Mouth to sandwich yeah. CL. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, if if you at home, if if you're in love, uh, or if if you've if you've had your heart broken, tweet at us at Natty Bros. Send us an email, uh, Natty uh, Natty Bros. Podcast at gmail dot com. What hashtag should they use? If you're in love, you should hashtag um, NB Love for Natty Bros. Love. If if you're uh, if you're not, use the hashtag NB Broken. And be Four. broken. That's two B's in that one. Yeah. And, and that's, while, that's double B. While you were talking, I thought of another love. All Not right. nearly on the time. This is like a it's like a lust level. Ooh. And that's the city of Baltimore. Oh, and how much yeah. fun Baltimore has given us the last couple weeks with the Super Bowl and Charm City. Yeah. Charm City. is All that. It's Charm City, right? The city that reads. <laughs> and, and other uh, things. And Fells Point. Yeah. And Slancha and our, our friends we've made up there. Yeah. And uh, Joker Andre, Joker Andre, <laughs> and my 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 broken hearted, broken hearts this this year. One is uh, the Lakers. I kind of adopted you as a team, and you've just been you've just been SOL. And you know, I I wasn't that into you, but you know, I bought I bought your T-shirt. Yeah, well, Jeremy bought me your T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, for crying out loud. And uh, my my number two is <laughs> Michigan State football this year. Our offense. We won our bowl game. Relieved a lot of aggression, but. Uh, Offense, not that good. Broke my heart. So use the hashtag NBLove, NBBroken. Let us know. Yeah. Um, well, let's. I'll, I'll tell you one thing I love, and that's mixed case. Let's get to it. Boom. Um, boom. So you know, <laughs> boom. <laughs> so you know, if 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 you've got Netflix, if you if you know if you have a friend who has Netflix, if you're on Twitter, if you're around people, someone has talked to you probably about House of Cards. It's Kevin Spacey. It's, it's a show about a, a, a member of Congress and kind of this, kind of the the intrigue of of our city of Washington D.C. And they nailed it, Washington D.C. I mean, we were watching it. We were like, oh, look, that's that's that. Like they they, yeah. fil- they film a lot of it in Baltimore, Maryland, and yeah, they you know, as, as someone who has has worked on the Hill extensively for a long time, that's um, a little too inside baseball. Yeah, um, you know it. It, it, there were some flashbacks there watching that. It, it was it was kind of like watching a war movie after coming back from Nam. Yeah, um, kind of. <laughs> you know, but something that we've talked about. So when when Netflix released it, they released the whole series at once. Um, 
Which is what they're they're planning to do with Arrested Development. Yes. In May. Now you know when 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 we wrote this down on on the rundown here, uh, wrote down as the Great House of Cards debate. I don't think this is really a debate. I think we we're both we both see eye to eye on this. So what do you think? Should they have released them all at once, or should they release them week by week? They should have released them week by week. Yeah, I agree. And this is my reason why. Every other show that's week by week, every week there's an episode. Every week there's handful of blog posts. Grantland has one. AV yep. Club has one. Hitflix has one. Analyzes the one episode, talks about the upcoming episode for the week, and then you get hype, you get PR, you get people talking about it, you get water cooler discussion, you get workplace discussion, and then the next episode comes out, you watch it again. So, so uh, Downton Abbey, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, you know, that whole season has been out. It, w- it was released in in, in the UK, but here, you know, they, you know, you you can you can find it online, but they they show it on PBS every week. And you know, the great great part about and they easily could have just put everything you know right right on on Netflix or right on the PBS website. You know, you can sit there for you know twelve fourteen hours and watch watch all of that to Abbey. You know, the the great part about the week by week is, you know, I can I can call my mom on Monday. Right and talk to her about about the episode. Right, you know, again, you know, we we can we can have these conversations. It, it draws it out, you know, and and that's 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 the great part about about TV series is you know you that build up from week to week leading up to the finale. Right. Um, and the water, I mean, the water cooler aspect of it. The people in my office, you know, when Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones is on, my coworkers and I talk every every Monday. Oh man, did you see Game of Thrones? I can't believe they did this, this, and this. Well, and it's not only that, but you're. You're you're tweeting. Yeah, you're tweeting while, while you watch it. While, while the show is going, it's the shared experience of television that I don't know why Netflix doesn't understand this, but it, to me, it's just it's common sense. This is the same company who did the whole quickster, like we're splitting DVD and streaming up, and just uh, got I remember a ton that. of bad PR for that. Yeah, and um, so who knows what their strategic thinking is like? And it, it's hard because I don't have anybody I can talk about House of Cards with. Except you, because you and I are are taking a lot of effort. You're not watching it when I'm not home because no, you don't want to get ahead of me because you yeah. want somebody to talk about the well, show with. So, for example, I was out today w- with a couple of my friends. One of my friends is on on episode four. The other one's on episode six. Yeah, and I have a friend who finished it last night and said, "Oh my god, it's crazy." Another one of my friends said, "I'm on episode six. Episode four gets not. It's you can't tweet about it. You can't write about it. No, I can't listen to any podcasts about it." And, and this is a total first world problem, but it's just a poor business decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what does it hurt? Netflix can release them every week, and I know they want people to sit there and marathon them, but people have lives. People aren't going to marathon them, and by marathoning it, you're not stretching out. You're not having people talk about House of Cards. If everybody marathons House of Cards in less than a week, then people are talking about it for three days, and it's done. It's it's also not a show, and and I'm I'm going to guess that has a lot of rewatch value. This is an Arrested Development. Right, like, I'm gonna watch every single one of those new Arrested Developments like five times. Arrested Development's gonna be weird because Arrested Development has jokes, so people are gonna be repeating the jokes. Yeah, and so it'll be really interesting to watch people repeat these Arrested Development jokes after a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I no, 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 I, I, I think we we both absolutely agree on this. And Netflix should hire us for strategic planning. Yeah, um, you can email us at nattybrospodcast@gmail.com. Yeah. We'll, you send us send us what you're offering and we'll yeah. look into it. Exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll consider it. Yeah. Um. So you know we we um we had some downtime over the weekend. Busy media moguls like ourselves, always moving and shaking. But we 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 took some time to uh, to kind of 
get a glimpse into the lives of, of a few folks at home. We watched a movie yeah. at the house. Watched the movie Flight. On Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. On Blu- well, you, you didn't have to didn't have to brag. Dollar fifty on Redbox. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Ballin'. Suck it. Um, you know, I. I you, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start off because I, I know we we but we both came away with pretty strong opinions on this movie. I I absolutely loved Flight. I thought yeah. it was a great movie. It, and I don't want to I don't want to say too much at the risk of spoiling it, but it's a, it's definitely a heavy movie. It is. And you know, the, my first instinct is to tell people it was a depressing movie, but I don't know if I would classify it as a depressing movie. I thought it had some amazing acting performances. Yeah, Denzel. I, I mean, I, I would I would love to see Denzel win Best Actor this year for this movie. Yeah, you know, I I think I think first of all, the, the the one thing that everyone I've talked to that's seen this movie has said is, this is not the movie they expected to see from the trailer. No, the trailer totally, and for better or worse, mismarketed it. Yeah, um, I mean, look, I really liked it. I I think that we've we've had some really good movies come out this year. It's been a really good year um, for movies. I think that this was. A, I think this was a surprisingly unique movie, um, and, and, and again, without spoiling it, I, I think it, it really did, it really did surprise me how, how, how it progressed. Right? I mean, I feel, I feel like that there, in a story like this, there's, there's a, a logical arc that, that a movie like this takes, and I feel like that arc was skewed quite a bit, which, which made it a, a very interesting movie from start to finish. And I kind of, I knew a little, enough about it going in to know that what you would think is the arc going in is not what it's going to be. Yeah. But our friend Stefan was here watching it with us, and he thought what happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie was the entire plot of the movie. So after after kind of the first act ends... <laughs> He was like, "Wait, so what are they going to do the rest of the movie?" He said that. He goes, "What what are they going to do for the rest of the movie?" And, and and they and they find they find a way to Oh, and it, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who's one of my favorite directors. He's done a lot of my favorite movies, Forrest Gump, Castaway, Back yeah. to the Future. Fantastic director and a really 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 good soundtrack. Great yeah, songs in that movie. Fantastic soundtrack. I think one of the best soundtracks I've I've heard since like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um well, let's check it out and if you've seen yeah. it, tweet at us at Natty Bros. Let us know what you thought of Flight. Yeah, and you just use the hashtag flight. Yeah, because then it'll be wrapped up with all the flight people. There you go. Um, so both of our shows, Survivor's back. We'll talk about that in a second. Boom. Um, Downtown Abbey, a, a two-hour. You just called it Downtown uh, Abbey. <laughs> well, Downtown Abbey, a two-hour wait in line at, at the DMV this this week. Her her driver's license is expiring. She's she's got to renew it. Um, Don't worry though, because she picked up a bag of Five Guys and ate it in the waiting lobby. Yeah. While she read like a like a Cosmo. Yeah. So Abby was actually really happy. Yeah, but did not feel too good afterwards, just because of the Five Guys. So she got a milkshake to relieve her stomach. Yeah, and then took a nap. Yeah. Abby, but, Abby's living it up. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. She 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 also renewed her gym membership, so she'll 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 be a okay. But down to Abby. The, the the PBS show, two hour show, um, still a lot going on. Uh, some some new characters, a, a lot of um, a lot of back and forth with 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 a couple of, of the, you know the, the show is basically broken up into 
upstairs and downstairs, so the, the servants and then the, the, the family. Sounds like trustees. Yeah. Um, you know, some, some major movement with some of the downstairs characters. Um, inter- it's going to be interesting to see next next week's season finale. You know, I, I, I really like this episode. There, there are characters that, that you keep expecting to disappear on the show, and then they just kind of find ways to, to, to allow them to stick around. Um, but definitely watch it. This is, you know, I, I still contend this is one of the best shows on television, and, and if you're not watching it, they're all on PBS.com, so, so check it out. PBS is at .com? Or .org, .us. Uh, I mean, I'm just curious. .xxx. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's probably not a .xxx. Eh, possibly. Um, but Survivor's back. Survivor's back. 90-minute premiere tonight. Yep. It's fans versus favorites, too. So 10 fans. Well, 10 in quotes. Fans, 10 favorites. Also in quotes. Um, but some good characters back this season. Um, skip ahead 10 seconds if you haven't seen the episode. Francesca was voted out this season, this episode. It was not 10 seconds. Um, she is the first... Well, I was telling them to skip ahead 10 seconds. Okay. So keep skipping ahead if you skipped ahead, because I haven't said it yet. So Francesca was was voted out this episode. Uh, she was voted out first in her original season, voted out first again in this season. Uh, unanimously the worst Survivor player of all time. But it looks like a good season. Some entertaining people, some good challenges. Um, watch it. Tweet at me when you're watching it. I, I try to live tweet the episode. Yeah. And piss off all my Twitter followers who don't watch Survivor. Yeah. Um, well, you know, again, it's it's Valentine's Day. Um, you know, a lot of people will be snuggling up next to their their computer or TV set to to watch a, a romantic comedy, um, or you know, as as we like to call it, the NBA. <laughs> um, you know, what? Do you have a favorite rom com? I'm a big Hugh Grant fan. Yeah. I like most Hugh Grant movies. Okay. But I'm a bigger Tom Hanks fan, so I'm going to go with this, the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan collection. Ooh, Sleepless in Seattle, Joe versus the Volcano, and You've Got, got Mail. Okay, I, I, I can see that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a movie that, that a little under the radar. Um, it's also got a bit of a musical element to it. Um, Down with Love. I've heard that's really good. It, it's uh, Renee Zellweger, Ewan McGregor. Um, I think it came out... I think. For 03, I was going to say, I think it came out when I was in college. Um, it's got David Hyde Pierce in it. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge rom-com fan. I, I, I thought that, you know, I thought that, you know, this was a a, a pretty, um, you know, j- j- just, a, just a catchy movie, a pretty woody movie. I enjoyed it. Nice. Um, or at least I did 10 years ago. Rom-coms are good. I think rom-coms are underrated. I enjoy them. There's nothing wrong with liking a rom-com if you're a dude. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go to something else. Like. Time. Let's do it. Glug 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 glug. Um, thirty seconds. Per, if you're new to this, thirty seconds uh, per person per, per subject. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll see if we can move it along here. Um, first one. Michael Vick resigns for for a year. Another year with with the Philadelphia Eagles. Good move for him. Good move for the Eagles. Is that your reaction? Good move for him. Good move for the Eagles. Or no, I'm, 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 that was a question. Uh, good move for both. I didn't think Vic was going to resign at all. Good move for the Eagles. They only got him on the hook for one year. I'd love to see what Michael Vick and Chip Kelly can do together. I think it's a much better fit with Chip Kelly than uh, Nick Foles is. So I, I'm going to be interested to watch him this year if he stays healthy. Yeah, I, I think it's a good move for both. I think it gives the Eagles some time to, to transition, um, You know, even if they do a quarterback by, by committee. I still think it's a team that 
that, that has a lot of other pieces that they need to move, especially on defense. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll certainly see. You know, we'll certainly see how how that that division plays out with with RG three out for who knows for a period of time. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. King Felix signed what like a hundred million, hundred and eighty million dollars. It was like a hundred and seventy. Um, it was a seven year. Let me pull this up. It was a seven year, one seventy five. One seventy five. Uh, so Felix Hernandez on Seattle Mariners signed a seven year starting pitcher signed a seven year, hundred and seventy five million dollar contract. Good move for King Felix. Good move for Seattle. What do you think? Um, you know, I think it's a uh, it's a great move for King Felix. You know, I, I think whenever because I mean this is, you know, it, it's a contract where where he's he's guaranteed a lot of money. And he's guaranteed a lot of money through through the uh, extent of the contract. I think it's a dumb move for 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 the Mariners. I mean, look, you know, there's you, you look at you look at a lot of these long term contracts. These guys' bodies break down. It's it's a bad business move. He's he's a great pitcher. He's not the best pitcher in baseball. I don't think he's worth it. I think they would have been better off spending the money elsewhere. I think he's a great pitcher. Um, they're not going to get a guy through free agency necessarily all the time. So good for good for them for getting it. It's a it's an expensive deal, but you know baseball money money in baseball doesn't really mean that much. It's, there's no salary cap, so um, you know it's good for him. They got a franchise guy for a while. Kind of freaks me out that we're talking about contracts going to 2020 though. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's move on to the next topic here. Um, something that 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 made the uh, that that certainly is bouncing around the, the Twitterverse and blogosphere. Um, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, came out with a new kind of like a third jersey with sleeves. It's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like significantly lighter. Which I don't understand. They added sleeves and it's got lighter. I don't understand science. Yeah. Um, I don't. Is this is this thing gonna is this gonna be a thing? Or are you is, are you gonna see more? Yeah, it's gonna be a thing. And as as we progress, we're gonna see people playing in pants and long sleeve shirts. I think, pants but and long I think it's kind of a cool. It's a cooler jersey when I saw the picture than I was expecting. Yeah. And good on the Warriors. Get some pub. Cool. Good for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think. I mean, it kind of looks like a soccer jersey. Um, it, it kind of looks like a, like an Under Armour shirt, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, look. I, I mean, whatever the, the players are going to be comfortable in. I, I. I think I think the bigger move would be putting you know, be putting ads on on the jerseys, which I think is the actual next next move for NBA teams. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we have a story about PEDs. You can look it up on Deadspin. We have a story about pot. Jay Williams says the uh, the Chicago Bulls smoked pot in 2001-2002. Uh, what do you care less about, PEDs or pot? Um, I, games. They were smoking pot before the games also. I, I actually kind of care less about PEDs um, because, frankly, PEDs usually mean better performance and better, um, you know, just better games to watch. Pot, like, I mean, look, you know, you're not – you're not watching a movie at a friend's house, right? You're you're playing a basketball game, like that's that's unacceptable to me. Yeah, uh, I I agree with everything you said. Actually, PEDs mean better performance, um, and doing pot, doing Jesus, how old am I? Doing pot, <laughs> <laughs> smoking pot before games uh, is ridiculous and unacceptable, and you should not be doing that. Yeah. Well, one one last one last item in, in the chug. It's February. It's February any. February uh, at, at Subway. Is this the best promotion in America? Second best promotion. The best is soup salad and breadsticks unlimited at Olive Garden. I'm gonna say February is better than that. I I, I think the I, I think Subway does a great job with the jingles. I think it's one of the last you know corporations that like has really catchy jingles. 
I think it's fantastic. Let's close it up. And a five dollar foot long is pretty good too. Yeah, and I, I yes, it, it is phenomenal. Um, close it out. Beer of the week. Uh, I don't remember if this was my beer of the week last time, but I've had Hop Slam recently, which is a really delicious rare bell. So yep. that's my beer of the week. Yeah, I, I'm still drinking a lot of High Life, so I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll 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 stick with stick with living the High Life. It's it's extra pale for you extra <laughs> for this you uh, keep a drag at home. And with that, um, follow us on. Uh, Twitter, at Natty Bros. Vine, at Natty Bros. Email us, Natty Bros Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.nattybros.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. For Zach Brooks, I'm Anthony D'Angelo. We're out. We'll see you next week. Adios.